0: You're listening to the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast. The podcast where the world's highest personal development experts and martial arts masters come together to empower and inspire you to become your strongest self and live the life that you truly want. Join host Bogdan Rocho, author, public speaker, and the founder of the first personal development through martial arts school in the world and the podcast where you become the hero. Great guys, Uh, before we begin, let me just quickly mention the guys from Wing Chun Illustrated magazine that are doing an amazing, amazing job. If uh, you've been doing Wing Chun and you haven't heard of these guys, you've probably been living under a rock and uh, this is something that we definitely need to fix because uh, Wing Chun Illustrated is the world's only magazine dedicated to Wing Chun and I am currently reading from a text but it's a very valid text that I'm reading right now. So regardless of your lineage or style, and uh, you can find it on print, iOS, Android, Kindle Fire and of course the web. That being said, go ahead and check them out on Facebook and their uh, uh, website. Guys, I'm here with uh, seafood Chuck. O'Neil, and uh, I'm very excited to sit down and talk with him and ask him a bunch of questions of, uh, you know, just establish his Wing Chun superhero origins. Not to mention the fact that he looks uh, exactly like The Rock when uh, he smiles, but we both agree that The Rock is a bit bigger than, uh,
1: than he is. Um, how was your day? How are you? It's going well. It's going well. Busy day always, and um, you know here in Canada, it's we're starting to get a little bit milder, but it's uh, you can always look forward to not having any more snow. So
0: really, we're actually miss. I, I personally miss having snow over here in, uh, in uh, Um, Cool. Cibichak, so please tell us. You know, for the people who don't really know you, how did you start out with martial arts? At what age, and what inspired you to? Uh,
1: yeah, start sounds good um when i started it was probably about the age of eight i think a lot of people started the same way um started off with saturday afternoon kung fu movies and you're you're watching them and you wanted to be like jackie chan and bruce lee and sam hung and uh for me it started off um messing around uh with my f- other friends and stuff at the time at a young age and Uh, at that point, you know, my father decided, Hey, you know, if he really wants to rough house and stuff like that, let's get him into martial arts. And that was about the age of eight. And I actually started, um, with a gentleman called, uh, sensei Charlie Formosa in judo. And that was my first introduction because back in the, I guess it'd be the late seventies. Uh, there, you know, you had basically two options. You had either judo or karate. Um, Taekwondo was just starting to come around. so. And, uh, so that was your option. So they said, okay, you know, he, he likes to punch enough. We don't want him punching. Let's try him in judo. So, and I did that for a few years and that's where my introduction to martial arts actually started. Um, of course, um, I started to find that I had a real love for martial arts even back then. And as a result, my schooling started to fall down and, uh, and, uh, but my passion for the art kept going up and, uh, coming from uh, two immigrant parents um, from the Ireland and from Philippines coming to Canada. Um, my mom said, you know, I'm not raising somebody to be uh, a hooligan or a fighter. I want him to be educated. So as a result, you know, my mom says, okay, we have to stop the martial arts for now because your priorities seem to be getting twisted. Yeah. So from there I had to take, take a bit of sabbatical because mom knew best. She says, you know, you can't just keep doing that. And, uh, from there, I moved on, um, start, started working on the school, and then it was around um, my early teenage years. I got back into martial arts. Um, I got in with Taekwondo because that was the next available thing. I wanted to start punching and kicking, uh, so I started doing that for about three and a half, four years. Um, at one point, I ended up wrecking one of my knees um, and uh, from somebody kicking me in the knee laterally, so that that didn't help me out, I ended up having to take time off again and, uh, do physio and, uh, did weight training. Uh, then I started to go into, and that was into part of my, uh, high school years. And I was also getting into rugby and things like that as well. So I was very physically active. Yeah. Uh, between that time I started, I started going into college and, uh, while I was going into college, um, I started noticing my knees were strong. So I got into, a couple of different things. I got started into, I started researching the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, things mm. like that, you know, with Bruce Lee being an idol. Yeah. I started researching and reading a lot. And uh, from there, um, I got into, the closest thing I could find was a Kenpo Karate school around. So I did that for uh, several years. Mm-hmm. And I was enjoying that. And I kept saying, I got to find a, a Wing Chun school. And um,
0: well, how come oh, it okay.
1: happened that, How come you wanted to continue with a
0: Wing Chun school and not a uh, JKD school after having read the uh, Tao
1: Ji Kendo? Well, I I think my process um, coming, I guess, partially, you know, I was going to school for engineering. Um, I'm very analytical to a certain degree. So what I'd like to do is uh, when I was looking at it, I kept saying, "Okay, what was his path? What was his journey? Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to you know, build on some, not having the foundation there to say, okay, I'm going to do what he did. Yeah. What I did is I said, let's, let's start with that foundation because, um, later on, I remember hearing a quote from, uh, Dan and who said, you know, 60, 70% of JKD is wing Chung. Yes. So, and, and that was, I think he made that comment back in the early eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. from there, my, my journey started there. And, uh, when I got into uh, Wing Chun, it was actually um, a start, uh, and I thought, okay, this is going to be a, a duration thing, and then you're going to try to find a JKD school, you know, that type of, you know, sometimes what I refer to as a dim sum warrior, right? Somebody who points, tries stuff, and then hops on. But yeah. once I was uh, introduced to my, um, my seafood at the time in Toronto, uh, Nelson Chan, and uh, I saw him, he was, it was a very Spartan club, I, I fell in love with it right away and uh very quickly i said to him i said you know i think i'm going to w- i want to complete the system here i want to actually learn to teach the art mm-hmm. and uh i remember at, at that point he pulled me aside and we went to a, uh, a fast food restaurant and he grilled me for eight hours as to why do you want to teach the art why do you know why do you really want to do this yeah. and uh it, you know he wanted to make sure you know i just wasn't talking out the side of my face and and doing that, and then I'm sure you know, that I, been, as, was with him.
0: I'm sure that as teachers, right, we never had people coming to us uh, saying, "Oh my God, I want to learn this uh, this Wing Chun stuff. I'm in love with it." And then they don't show up the next uh,
1: session. We, this never
0: happened. Well, exact
1: right? Never, 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 never happens, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's, always, <laughs> it's always the case.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, but that was my voyage into Wing Chun and it fell in love there. I did later pursue JKD. I used to travel down to California and mm-hmm. uh, train in JKD as well. And, uh, I became an instructor in that, um, and uh, which was great. But my, my passion really is, I've got a, I like to tell people, you know, my, my foundation and my core is Wing Chun mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. my, my core love, right? I love my Filipino Kali that I do. Um, you know, I love doing some of the JKD stuff on the wild, you know, I'm a, Two stripe blue belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm mm. um, actively involved in that, and I love that. And nice. Nice. Um, some, you know, sometimes people sit to me, and you know, I've done time with some uh, boxing and uh, a little bit of Muay Thai as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. You know, sometimes people say, "Ah, oh, but you're a Wing Chun guy. Why are you doing these things?" And uh, I say, "Well, one, I'm a martial artist. Uh, I love martial arts of all kinds. You know, I think there's always something to offer. Yeah, whether they fit your personality or not." But also importantly, I also come from a perspective of, um, as a if Wing Chun is my core art and it's something that I love. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming up with a theory of say, oh, you know how everybody likes say, well, what would you do against X? You know, yeah, a yeah, Muay Thai yeah, kick yeah. or a or a you know double leg takedown. Instead of saying, well, this is what we would do. I'd say no. I'm gonna go learn how to do a proper muay Thai kick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn how to do a proper double leg, and say how is it really done, and then say now as a Wing Chun practitioner, what how do I address do that? that? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely.
0: Um, and um, you know, before we go on, we have like around sixty people watching us live right now, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are all awesome. Uh, let us know. Thank what you, was- guys. Yeah, you're like, you're rock stars because, uh, you know, you might be watching something else like a game or something and you're just tuning into our conversation. So, much gratitude for that. Um, We would love to, uh, you know, show some reciprocity. And um, if you guys have any questions on your Wing Chun about your Wing Chun journey or something that you feel we could help you out with, just type them in the comment section and we'll be sure to, um, you know, answer each and every one of them towards the end. yeah, you know, I really love that you pointed that out and this distinction. Like, you know, I I don't think that if you love Wing Chun, I don't think you would you should limit yourself to to just Wing Chun because you you end up just getting secondhand information from your teachers, your teacher, your teacher's teachers, and so on and so forth, who maybe never felt a muay Thai kick on their um, on their legs, right? Well, who who never been there. yes been taken down and tied into a knot in ground fighting. So I, I love the fact that you went on and you explored for yourself, to find out for yourself, right? W- what would I do in a situation like this? How would I apply Wing Chun like that, right? Um, what was your aha moment when you said that, you know what, I I, I, I uh, got in contact with Wing Chun, and just fell in love with it, why?
1: Well, I think for, for me, um, there's, I think part of it is uh, coming with, again, uh, you know, I, I graduated in, in engineering. Um, I'm a very analytical type person. For me, I, I could see the logic in it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't, you know, I'm not discounting anybody that uses, you know, energy, chi or anything like that. That's your decision, you know, and how you want to approach things. But for especially, me, I was also a very practical individual. Especially um, if they're- I'm like,
0: if they're like Dragon Ball Z characters and they fly around.
1: Exactly, right? So I have to, I'm, I'm a person that says, what's the physics behind it? I have to live in the real world. Yeah. What do I need to do? And, you know, even that's carried me over like my use of force instructor um, as well in another area. And it's the same thing. We have to drill, drill with the real world. I don't get to play, you know, as much as I love the other traditional styles, I did a little bit of Shaolin type animal styles like tiger and crane Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I love them. You know, they're great. But unfortunately, it's interesting to watch when you see the natural body response of somebody getting punched in the face. Mm -hmm. We assume that natural posture of hands up, almost like we want to go to a kickboxing. And when you watch Wing Chun, when it's taught properly, what I find is many cases You'll see you move into a position that's closer to the Wing Chun stance or Wing Chun work of the hands up into almost like a natural boxing position, a natural fighting position. Whereas in some of the other styles, sometimes you end up in a position where, you know, you've got your hand out or whatever. As soon as you get hit, that all goes out the window. You're not going to act like a monkey or a chicken or a turtle. You're going to act like a being. which was the other reason why I love the art is it's, you know, we're human beings. We're, you know, we're men and women. We have two limbs, you know. We have a cognitive brain function. Let's act like it and address our problems that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I actually remember. I think it was in uh, David Peterson's book where he was recalling experiences with Wang Um And one time, Wang Lung was asked about Wing Chun. You know, what animal style is Wing Chun? And he's like. It's it's human style. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, 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 that's so true, right? I remember hearing that same quote later on when I was doing my own research, right? And it was like I think it was I think I was yeah the pointing finger Mm -hmm. and um, You know that you know, that's the thing when I read that I'm like so true. That is that is exactly it. It's human style Um, you know, it's recognizing our body and how to create the most efficient structures we can and um, Yeah, And that's what, that's what fascinated me with it. And then at that point it was like, Oh, I like this. You know, I like the, the, it's amazing too, that the art is very direct, but at the same time, it has such a deep level of refinement that you can have what I refer to as a sledgehammer approach and -hmm. still have Wing Chun. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, all I'm going to do is chain punch you and drive forward. Yeah. And you can move all the way to almost like the level of a a fencer and have a very, you know, I shear lines, I create lines, Mm -hmm, I draw mm -hmm. him in, I suck him down. There's so many layers that you can play at, right? And that's what makes Wing Chun so amazing and diverse. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And let's hear it, guys, from everybody uh, watching it right now. Let's hear some love for Wing Chun. Let us know, like, type yes in the comment section if you absolutely freaking love your Wing Chun. Yeah, um, yeah. We already have a question in, and uh, we'll be discussing that towards the end. Um, so, how are you? How are you teaching right now? Like, what's your preferred way of um, you know going about your teaching
1: method? Yeah. So, like with me and, and the way I like, to, you know, like um, uh, especially with my students, like I have. Uh, you know, different levels of curriculum for each level. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that I try to work everything around and it goes back again. I always go back to physics, right? I'm always saying, okay, here's physics. Um, I draw from elements of psychology because of my study within the use of force realm. And it's like, guys, here's what, here's what's going to really happen inside your brain. And this is what Mm -hmm. your body's going to want to do. Let's address that. Let's move forward. And you know, guys in the beginning, you know, you have your core basics that you need to know. And we build on those intermediate guys. So guys that are working on Chum Q, there's different lessons and elements that the more I study and stare, as I call it, stare into the forms and just look at them and say, okay, what are you trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's elements that they need to see. And then Buji is a different one again. The Jong is a different one again. The Long Pole is a different one again. The Ba Chum Do is uh, another one again. So you know, and depending on, you know, levels of intensity, like the more you learn. And I think you know this, that different people are training Wing Chun or coming to martial arts in general for different reasons. Uh, some are there, some are there, they want the Mm self-defense. Some there mm -hmm, want mm -hmm. the Chinese culture. Some of them want, uh, just a social interaction. They want to belong. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, and there's nothing wrong with those elements, right? So it's that and it's like, okay, you know what? Yes, we can be those things, just there's a time for every element and recognize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, guys, uh, let us know, everyone that's watching in right now, let us know where are you watching us from, which country, and uh, what time is it on your side of the world? Because over here, it's like 10.30 10, p.m., right? It's, uh, and I think it's three o'clock on your side, C-3, right? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, it's ten it's three thirty over here, so
0: cool. Okay, so um this interview is for the personal development through martial arts podcast. Let's just let's just dive into a few concepts and a few ideas that you used uh, on your journey like to tackle obstacles, you know, challenges that you face. How did you deal with that? How did you deal with the first challenges when uh, becoming a um, a martial arts teacher or how do you deal with your daily challenges today?
1: Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I think um, when I first started get into that challenge, because I left engineering, so Mm -hmm. I left a a lucrative job to start teaching. And, um, you know, first thing I've got to say is I'm very grateful for my wife. Awesome woman. She's put up with me a lot. And you know this from teaching. You know where you are 99% of the time in the evenings. Yeah, And, um, your, your, your lifestyle is very different. Um, one of the things that I really had to learn is with that is to set standards for myself, especially when you've come to a point where you've quote unquote completed the system. Um, my Sifu said to me as part of my, uh, ceremony, and I still use this with my guys as well, you're now a complete Wing Chun boy poor girl mm. now dive into the art and become a wing chung man so and you know when you first hear it sometimes you're like i finished the system what are you talking about yeah right but when you really look at it it's like saying now you're responsible you've got the tools now you're responsible to work at it and the first challenge i found when you come out is to saying okay where do i go to work at this where do i start cranking on things and saying where am i weak where's my challenges, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, I think martial arts in general really helped kind of develop that because you had to start to come over certain adversities, you know, whether it's the fear of sparring, you know, the apprehension of Chi Sao, uh, training with a partner that you're like, "Ah, I don't know, he's bigger than me, whatever. But I found too, that when you start to get that level of empowerment, you really recognize that your goals, um, each challenge is um, can be put into a priority, mm-hmm. right? And and as you as you start to recognize that, you know, as I was coming closer to teaching and getting starting teaching, I really started to recognize that in life you have basically three categories with everything in life, and the more and the quicker you get really honest about it to yeah. yourself, yeah, the faster you can get to where you want to go, and. You know, those three things was what I started, and I use it a lot uh, when I'm uh, coaching and mentoring people, yeah. is there's things you like, things you want, and things you need. And it, it very quickly, you have to go through life and go through your day and, and say, what is these things? When I sit then and I say, what are the things I like? You know, and we see this. You've seen this. I would like to do martial arts. I would like to learn guitar. I would like to learn dancing. Oh, I'd like to get together with you. Well realistically what they're what what if you're really honest with yourself you're saying it's a thought I'm saying it but I have no real intention of actually moving forward I just want to have that feel good moment when you go to the for you go from like to wants wants those are the things that we experience and we do but when it starts getting difficult or it starts costing us anything of any significance we stop it um, and with that you really quickly learn, you say, okay, those things, you know, hey, you start playing guitar or you start martial arts um, as an example. And there's a point where you're saying, okay, this is getting really hard. I don't like this. I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, very quickly, I started to whittle away those two items. I mean, I started mm-hmm. to recognize, you know, the things that I like, I'm not going to worry about those anymore. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if I want because I'm wasting time. You know, there's no point searching on the internet because now we've got that technology searching on the internet to, I don't know, learn how to ballroom dance on YouTube. If you can say, oh, I always like to do that, but you never do anything about it. Yeah. Stop, stop wasting your time. Yeah. You know, the things that I, you know, the things I want, you know, these are, you know, frivolous things. It's like half our Christmas gifts that we get. Oh, I want them. Six months later, you don't, you don't even know what you did with them. Um, you know, I still have some of those in my life. And that's okay because that's that balance and that gives you variety in your life. But the things I need, those are the things that you should be focusing on. That's where 80% of your effort should be placed. So when I sat there, I said, I need to be a Sifu. I need to start a school. I need to teach. This is who I am. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm, the more mm -hmm. I started to recognize that, you know, I will suffer for it.
0: I will. It's like uh, the first, the first uh, place where I've heard this concept was, um, from uh, from Tony Robbins and he basically says just turns your should turn your shoulds into musts so it's not about oh I should do this I should do that it just becomes a 100% must there's no option you know of, of not doing that thing mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you know yeah I'm sure that everybody listening in they, they agree and they say oh yeah you know I yeah, absolutely must um, change you know my finances or I must become a better communicator or I must improve my uh, wooden dummy form. But the challenge is actually doing it, is actually transforming that that I want this to I need this. How did you do
1: that? How did you you know transform well, that into something that you needed to do? Well I, I think part of that was being able to recognize for me anyways one to be honest and say, "What's this going to cost me?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah. Um, it's you know, it's it's like everything else. Uh, you know this. I've seen it. I've experienced it. A lot of people talk about wanting to open up their own school or go start teaching. Right? They see the the romance side of it. Yeah. They don't see the everyday business and the expense and the worry and everything else. So what happens is you had to become that realization of saying yes there's that. But I think part of the other part of it also came down really about being introspective. Mm -hmm. That really helped me, you know, do I really, really, really want this? And I had to ask myself why, like, why did I want to teach martial arts? You know, the more I've done it, the more I recognize for me, martial arts and teaching are like blood in my body. I can't live without them. They're very important to me and, and they and it's and it's one of those things where you get that. And then the other thing I did is I just started blocking I started blocking time out. Yeah. There was no exception. Like yeah. when I was training, even when I was starting to train, um, we lived in um where my Sifu was was an hour drive away, hour and a half drive away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so what happens is I would drive every Saturday. First thing in the morning, I'd be at the club by nine o'clock. I'd sweep the floors. Yeah. He'd be there ten o'clock. Class would go. I would do another several hours of privates with him. There's an afternoon class. I'd do more. I'd come home around seven or eight o'clock at night, so I wouldn't even see my wife. And at the time, we were relatively wet At the time, so it was like she didn't see me on a Saturday. Let me just let me just Sunday. take this.
0: Let me just take this moment to actually, uh, you know, show some. I, I I have no idea what the word is, but let's say like a mixture between gratitude and uh, appreciation of how awesome your wife is to actually support you that way on your journey, right? And uh, how lucky you are as well. You know. For,
1: oh, I am so lucky. That. I will. I'll never say anything, anything but great words for her. She's a patient woman who's who's put up with me. She's encouraged me. She encouraged me to. You know, say, hey, what do you what do you need to do to get better? And, and so we have that very similar mindset. What do you need to do to get better? And um, you know, so when I started this journey, she says, "Great." And I said, "Well, what do you need?" And I said, "I need to do this." Perfect. So we did that. I said, "By the way, every day after I'm done work, leave me alone for two hours." Mm. So every day, even on my own, I I even picked up a jaw on the first day yeah. from my Sifu. and I put it down. I said, "What do we need to do?" He says, "Okay." So I had notes every class, you know, I'd be exhausted and raw at the end of the class notes, mm-hmm. asking him questions. And then every day I'd say, okay, I need to work on stepping. So I'm going to spend two hours working on stepping. That's Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on my chain punch for a half an hour to an hour until the shoulders give out and, you know, and then, okay, now I'm going to work every Let me just- item I kept working on. And then it. Uh, yep. let, me
0: just, let me just quickly step in and uh, guys, let's show some uh, some love for uh, Sifu Chuck's, you know, some uh, appreciation for Sifu Chuck's wife and just say like awesome in the comment section. Um, and, you know, that that being said, it's just like, to me, it's just like incredible. It's staggering how many people go to class without a notebook, without taking notes. Like even, you know, even if you come to, you do Wing Chun because of um, the fun of it or for the community, right? There's still a lot of, you're not just talking about Wing Chun, right? You're talking about so many different things like um, like we were mentioning, you know, blocking time out or transforming your shoulds into much and something that you need to do. And the amount of people that just go to class and never bring a notebook with them, or never take a note on their phones about what they learn in, in the class, is just too much, right? It's staggering. So, guys, do this if you want to level up your your Chen training and just your life. Just this this is a huge huge tool. Just take notes,
1: right? Oh, that is that is so true. Um, you know, I find it fascinating. I remember I one time, um, and I you know I got to give. Credit to some of my students, when I first started teaching like 11, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. um, somebody said to me, they said, what do you do? Like they wanted to say, what do I do? So I said, hey, hang on. I pulled out my notebook yeah. and uh, I started this way back in tempo, and they started sketches and notes and they saw me yeah. cross things out. They said, why did you cross that out? I said, because two years later, I went back to that note and I recognized that my thought process was actually not complete or incorrect. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to correct that Mm -hmm. and it's just and it's amazing the notes you get like I've got little comments from the simple discussions with dim sum with uh, Nelson Chen my my Sifu here in Toronto.
0: Like my my Kung Fu brothers were making fun of me because I was coming with you know notes and just taking so many notes and uh, one, I remember one time. I was writing something that I found like really important. Like I took the notebook out of my bag and I sat down in, in the changing room right? and I started writing down. And one of my uh, kung fu brothers mm-hmm. was like, "Dear Mama, I am well."
1: But it's so funny. But you know what? Yeah, I always tell. I try to tell people this: what you what you are talking about right there, that will determine whether you're going to be in the in the bottom 80% or in the top 20%. Yeah. It's when you're doing the things that other people aren't doing, you will move ahead. It's just, it's just simple. It's just simple math. You know, um, John Maxwell, another guy that I love reading, you know, he says, yeah, they, I remember listening to a audio book from him. He said, guess what? I am, I have a notebook everywhere. Mm -hmm. And he says, I have it for notes. Mm -hmm. An idea comes to me. I write it down. You know, there's a reason why very successful people have very successful habits and with those habits that moves you to a whole other level, right? Where if you said, nah, 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 I don't need to do that. I know, I know. I said, well, look, if this, if a guy here is making a billion dollars as an example, because it seems to be a measure we go or has something that's very successful, what is he doing that I'm not doing? And then say, can I do that on my scale? If I can do it on my scale, let's start with that. And you're right. Starting to take notes just totally changes the game. It's
0: funny that you mentioned John Maxwell because he's like he's huge in Romania. Like, oh yeah, when, like when you think of if you're into this personal development space and you think leadership, then John John Maxwell's uh, name come comes immediately to mind, right? And he's a he's excellent, he's amazing.
1: Oh yeah, I, I, I love him very much. For anybody that's ever, I I will I mention it even to my guys that are looking to be instructors and starting to lead groups and things like that. I tell them guys, good first book you got to buy John Twenty-one Lewis. irrefutable laws. Yeah. John Maxwell. Yeah. yeah. Um, it helped me when I started going into project management, I'll tell you, it's the best thing you could do because you know, as a Sifu, you're not just a teacher, you're a leader and you set the tone for your family, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kun, the school. Yeah. So guess what? What do you want? Wh- what do you want for your family? What do, what do you want for your students? You know, as a, It's, you know, and
0: it's incredible because, you know, looking back, there's so many things that I got, like, not just, not just like the Wing Chun, but like habits of who my, my Sifu was, right? So when you're standing and you're teaching, you just have a responsibility to, you know, to constantly work on improving who you are, because these people, these people are not going to do what you're saying, they're going to do what you're doing.
1: Exactly. Right. And it's, um, you know, and I can say, you know, it's, it's paid off in spades. Like, uh, right now I'm, you know, I'm unfortunately recovering from a partially torn rotator cuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for all, all the guys that train with me and, and learn from me. But, and then part of it is because they know what the, the, the man hours that I put in, and they know that the effort that I put in, that when something like this happens, they want to step up, mm-hmm. and they are actually like, "Don't lift that. Don't, you know. We'll demonstrate the technique. You just talk about it. You show, right? exactly. you, you show us what's important. You give us the details. It's almost like I'm going to a boxing coach status, which was it, it's a little difficult because I love being physically active and and doing things. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like one of those things. You said you you be you have to example exemplify and actually do the things that you say you want. So if you want people to be active you need to be active. You can't ask people to be something that you're not. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, so I'm grateful for that. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a road to recovery. And I'm, you know, as I said again, but because of that, you know, example that I've been trying to lead, trying, cause I'm still human and I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And as I learn and I share on, you know, it helps because, uh, it, it allows you, um, some room for grace, if you will. Mm-hmm. So Um, instead of having a very high opinion of yourself and staying on a pedestal.
0: I love that. And we were discussing it in the previous interview with uh, Sifu Phil Romero. And, you know, I'm very appreciative of the fact that more and more Sifus are opening their hearts and their eyes to being human instead of just, uh, you know, look at me, I'm the Sifu, and do what I say and stuff like that, which is absolutely counterproductive. For whatever you do
1: well I, I think you're right and i think that's also a, a cultural change um mm-hmm. i think it's just an, a time change uh from day one you know i always told my guys uh when i started teaching you know i said guys what i am to you is a sherpa right i i'm just farther up the mountain than, than you want that, mm-hmm. that's all i am all i'm asking you is if you agree with me follow the path i'm taking yeah, yeah if you want to stop and look at things along the side we can do that but we come forward instead of being, I'm the man at the top of the mountain, Mm -hmm. right. Work your way up to me, you know, and, you know, culturally there's a time and place for that. And, um, but I think in a more modern sense and in a sports science sense, it's kind of like, you know, come up beside somebody instead of saying, look, I'm not invincible. Right. But but I will give you all the skills that I have. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's, that's what makes it very different, I think, in this day and age now. Um, and I also think it's also the format in which you teach, right?
0: Absolutely. Um, and I, it has a lot to do with uh, with how secure you are with, with who you are, you know, how, how well you know yourself, how confident you are yeah, in, in who you are. Yes. Cool. Let's just dive into the questions that we got. So uh, Dave Petit sure. was asking how do you fit – all your various styles into your training routine how much time do you spend on a particular style
1: or system so what will happen is with my basic training schedule is you know I spend the majority of my time doing my Wing Chun stuff mm-hmm. with that I do block out and I say okay um, this month as an example I want to focus on my uh, Filipino Balintu collie that I'm doing yeah so during my training hours. I dedicate a segment. Sometimes I may sit there and say up to 40% or 50% of my training time, I'm going to fit this in. So if I have, uh, you know, eight to 10 training hours a, di- a week, as an example, I'll say, okay, five of those training hours, I'm going to work on that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I may do that for a month or I may do that for two weeks. Depends on, on what's going on and what, what's kind of, I paid attention to the, and then I'd go on and say, okay, let's move on to the next thing and sit there. But I always have that one core. I always have the Wing Chun as the core, the core, the core, the core. Yeah. Uh, even as even as when I was uh, a JK doing JKD a lot, my mindset was still that way. It's like, what's your core? What what's what's the foundation that you need to always work on and refine? And then everything else becomes an adjunct or uh, just an additional movement. Mm-hmm. You know, like with me, um, on average, I'm usually trained – Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, two nights a week, yeah. and then I do another. uh, Usually one or I usually do between one to three hours worth of privates a week. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm with a gentleman that I have here, who's, who's phenomenal, and but and that's my priority. Yeah. So, but again, what happens is I have to now sacrifice other things. Right. So you you always have to recognize and say, okay, I need to sacrifice. One item for another, mm-hmm. um, and it helps when you know you have a, more man hours, right? And uh, and you have people you can do that with.
0: Yeah, and uh, it comes it comes back to our initial discussion on what you must do rather than what you would like to do.
1: Um, exactly.
0: We have Chuck Pika who's asking, "How long have you
1: both been working Wing Chun?" Mm, okay, the first shot. Uh, uh, for me, I've been doing it for about 19 years now. So, um, wow. uh, yeah. So I started back in 90, about 98, 99. So uh, yeah. So it's been almost almost 19 years now. Um, you know, I've you know I still visit my Sifu here in Toronto um, when I get a chance. Um, I travel also down with uh, down to Sifu Gary Lamb. I try to try to do that once a year. Uh, if I can do more, I'll definitely do more and uh, learn from the Wonsong Lung method and yeah. uh, understand, understand that from there. So that's where. How long I've been doing just Wing Chun? Mm, awesome, awesome.
0: Yeah, you, I actually started yourself. I started in two thousand eight with one of uh, Gary's uh, students, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like half half of your uh, Wing Chun age, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah you it know, goes fast. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I remember when I first interviewed Sifu Mark Phillips for the podcast and uh, I told him the same thing. I feel like, you know, I feel like a spring chicken compared to uh, you guys who are, you know, who I'm interviewing. Which is, you know, I yes. feel like I'm getting the most benefit out of um, all of these um, interviews, out of all of these podcasts.
1: Which is critical. Well, you know, that's, that's the great thing. You know, like you get to glean perspectives from so many different people Mm -hmm. and you can take the best from and you can also learn from the worst of and you can sit there and say oh he gave me a you know cautionary tale remember that don't do that Mm. do this and you know which is beautiful and we live in a day and age where uh you know like sifu mark phillips and myself it's like there's no skype there's no you know it's you had what's local around you and maybe you know though they're not around is maybe you can grab like Panther videos or something like that. So you can pick yeah. up a VHS for those that remember what those are, you know, and you can hopefully get a contraband VHS on something. And, uh, and you try to hunt around and you try my, to find seminars and my fly first, and travel.
0: My first movie ever that I watched on VHS was Rambo.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, our younger members they won't know what vhs is yeah, so yeah, youtube yeah. go go google it so well,
0: but yeah 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 and i feel like everybody who's listening in you know and um, they're taking the time to actually allow all of these concepts that we were discussing to allow them to sink in they're they are becoming you know you guys who are listening in right now or, or maybe watching the video recording if you're taking really the well you have the openness to allow these ideas to sink in, you're gonna become a much, much better person. Not because we're amazing dudes, but, and we are, but just because you know we learned this stuff from other people who are using them successfully,
1: right? Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Like I'm not saying I'm anything special. I'm just saying here's the path I've been on. If you yeah. want to take it, take it. Um, you know, for me. Um, you know becoming a mentor has actually has been a great thing in more than one area and you know for me seeing other people succeed is probably one of the biggest excitements i have in life yes um seeing other people go forward in their lives uh achieve milestones in their lives yeah it doesn't matter if your if their milestones to somebody else is insignificant like i had a gentleman who was Sixty-nine years of age, who started taking Wing Chun with yeah. me,
0: yeah
1: and he's like, "Yeah, I've always wanted to do this my whole life." I said, "Then you're here. That's what matters." I'm not asking you to be a twenty-year-old. I'm asking you to be a, you know, a sixty-nine-year-old. But your your first goal is achieved. You're in the door, and you're taking lessons. And he hasn't. He's been going at it, and I'll tell you, he's he's a he's a trooper, and I love him for it. And uh, to see him get things is is for me as a teacher and as a mentor. You know, it's. I think that's what puts the fire yeah. in my day. You know that—that's that really when, what it is.
0: When, like, you have somebody who comes who comes up to you, they, they look you in the eye and say, "Thank you, you really, really helped me. You. you really, really helped me." You know, you know that feeling. Yeah. It's like, and, I, and that, the... yes. Sorry, I, I cut you off there.
1: No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: Just, I live for that. You no, know, that's 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 why I get up in the morning. I I it's like it's it's I, I don't see any other reason for my being here on this planet than that moment you know when somebody comes and says look you really did something meaningful that helped me
1: yeah and and you know and that is as you said again that is that's worth so much um, you know uh, you know as I said again for me. When I transitioned from engineering, you know, I was very good at the job and the the employer at the time really regretted me making the decision to stop being an engineer and being project manager and moving into this field. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me, it's that love of teaching, that love of that, that intangible thing that there's no dollar value for it. Yeah, Yeah. And for me, that adds value to my life knowing that I've added value to somebody else's. And for me, it's probably been one of the, regardless of the odd hours and the long days mm-hmm. and, you know, dealing with all the other stuff, those moments are are probably the most important thing. And I think sometimes, and I still do this, is whenever I see, you know, whether it's uh, when I go down and see Sifu Lam, or yeah. whenever I come up, or whether I see uh, Sifu Nelson Chan here in Toronto, one of the things I say is thank you, because as a teacher now, and you know this, the amount of sacrifice that they go through to help you learn something, you recognize the value so much of their time and, and their willingness to share yeah. that it's like, yeah. Yeah. you know what, I, I, I'm on the other side of this now. And, you know, it's like, wow. And thank you for all of it. You know, telling me when I'm right, telling me when I'm wrong. And um, answering my questions, both the "quote unquote" dumb ones and the the smart ones.
0: Yeah, you, you don't really, uh, you don't really understand. You don't really realize it until you actually do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, So much gratitude to all the teachers out yeah. there. Yeah. Wing Chun. Yes. Life. Uh, you know. I, I, I'm. T- yeah. I, you know, I'd love to say school teachers, but I actually I hated school so much, so. <laughs>
1: uh, awesome yeah um but that's yeah sorry yeah no 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 you're right and i think that's the thing i think that's one of those things where i try to explain to people when they're even looking for a school
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: don't it says yeah look at the look at the nice schools the fancy schools the trophies oh that's nice if that's your goal that's your goal yeah. But I said, also pay attention to the teacher. Are, are they in love? Are they passionate about what they're teaching? Mm-hmm. Are they in love with what they're teaching? Are the students also in love with what they're learning? Yeah. Or are they there booking hours? And is the instructor booking hours? Because, you know, it's, and you know this as a teacher, and, and as you go longer and longer into it, it's when you find these guys that are just madly in love with what they're doing, those are the ones that you want to learn from. Yeah. Um, you know, as in a case in point, my Brazilian jiu-jitsu, one of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructors that I do privates with, this guy eats, breathes, sleeps, jiu-jitsu. nothing but jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah. So guess what? What I am I mean, like, he's got videos for videos, and he's going to seminars, and he's doing everything, and he yeah. does this full-time yeah. now. Yeah. He looked at me and says, how would you do this full-time? And I said, he says, okay, I'm going to try. I said, like, go I'll help you out as much as I can, but you know, it's one of those things and it's the same thing, right? Anything in life, you find somebody who's passionate about business, yeah, offer, offer to buy them dinner, offer to bring them out for coffee and yes, you pay for coffee and you pay for the dinner and yes, ask them. Ask them. That's the biggest thing. And I've done that to a couple of people and I have never regretted it.
0: And And write it down, record the conversation. So you have it because you're going to forget everything. You're just going to go back to your habits.
1: And trust me, most of these people, they, sometimes they are more than willing to share that information and they were more than willing to be patient for that. And the only other thing I've ever learned from one of my mentors was this. The only reason why he was willing to talk to me again is because when I came back to him, I said, I did exactly what he asked me to do, And it was as simple as, Hey, check this thing out. That's all it was. That check is this crucial. one thing out and let me know.
0: That is, that is crucial. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, that's so powerful you know? to do it. Awesome. Um, Sifu Chuck, thank you so much for, uh, for your time. Um, you know, this was a really fun conversation and, um, yeah, it was super valuable, I think, for everyone listening in. I would love to ask you to ask everybody who tuned in one question. What would you ask them?
1: I think if I was going to ask anybody one one real question, um, I would say, what is it that fueled your passion into Wing Chun? What dro- drove you into Wing Chun? That would be the big question, and I would love to see what people say about it. What it was of all the arts that we can see in the world, wow, what is said. it that drove you to this?
0: Awesome! And for the people who are tuning in and uh, are not Wing Chun practitioners, what would you like them to uh, share?
1: Try seriously. <laughs> try Wing Chun with an open mind. I think that's. I, I think that. that's the big thing. Uh, um, you know me coming with multiple backgrounds, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I will go train with other art martial artists and I say, I don't get it, but I will learn and I'll see and I'll try and I'll try to understand. I think that's the biggest thing. Try to understand the art and appreciate the art for where it is. You know, it's, it may not be your thing, but it's somebody else's. And I think that's one of the things that in general, I think as a martial arts community, I think we need, we need to, especially in this generation, we need to bring that up. Yes. Proud of the art that we have, Mm -hmm. proud of the art that we're partaking. But be able to say, "Hey, man, if that's what works for you and that's what you love, knock yourself out." I'm glad you found it.
0: And I I would love to add to that. You know, uh, if you guys are are tuning in and uh, you haven't tried Wing Chun yet, be very, very um, objective when it comes to the school that you're trying. Right when you when somebody teaches you some kind of concepts, actually, really ask yourself if that stuff would absolutely work because you know there's like there's schools and schools and stuff like that so you really be, be very very effective don't take face value right when uh, when you're going to when school
1: exactly exactly right and that's you know and i, I can say that it's it's i've been grateful i've uh, been very blessed and grateful to have people that come in from karate backgrounds, yeah uh aikido backgrounds other styles of kung fu boxing muay thai uh, I taught it at school there for five years, where we had uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay, Thai, Boxing, and myself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Muay Thai guys would come over and check me out and say, "Okay, how are you doing this?" Or the boxing guys would say, "How would you deal with this?" Yeah. Right. Or sometimes yeah. I'd call a boxing guy over and I'd say, "Guess what? Show them a jab cross. Now, yeah. guys, you're gonna pack that. That's how what you're gonna pack against. Uh-huh. So look at your structures, right? So it's like, oh, that's different." yeah so now we talk about physics and mechanics again Mm. yeah so there you go so as you said again there are schools and then there's schools there are teachers and then there's teachers Mm -hmm. and um, sometimes you have to go through a few of them until till you find the right one
0: yeah yeah absolutely awesome so guys let us know in the comment section what drove you to Wing Chun what sparked the love the interest for it and uh, if you haven't tried Wing Chun yet what are you waiting for
1: Awesome.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much for for this conversation, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, And uh, what can I say? Best of luck and looking forward to actually meeting you, uh, you know, in person.
1: Definitely. That would be awesome. So you have a great day, and thank you very much for having me as well. No problem.
0: Okay guys, thank you so much for listening in. I hope this was super valuable for you. And if you want to have unstoppable self-confidence without seeming arrogant, there's a link in the description where you can download the free report. And if you want me to personally help you with your martial arts training so that you get more speed, power, precision, stability, and have a deeper understanding of your body, you go ahead and you check the link for our online academy, which you will find, of course, in the description. And please go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. It does help and it is very much appreciated. I'll see you next time.